Good nutrition feeds minds. We're talking fueling student learning today on the Inside Scoop. Welcome back to the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. According to research, students who are fed well learn well. So what exactly does that mean? Giving the insights on that today is Cobb's Executive Director of Food and Nutrition Services, Emily Hanlon. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, David. It's and, great to be here. And you have been here before, so this is not a, uh, a first-time thing. Um, I, I do want to say that um, you guys are an amazing team. Thank you. You really are, because I started thinking about this, this podcast, and, and realizing you feed over 108,000 students every day, some of them twice, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And you are the only department that I'm aware of that operates within your own uh, self-sustaining budget, right? Yes. You don't, you, you don't get a part of the tax money. You operate from the cash register to the vendor, I guess you'd say. Right? Yes. Yeah, so we actually, and I love to say this because we take no, no money from the district. So, yeah. right, all the, all the taxpayer, local taxpayer money goes into educating kids and cobs. So we are funded primarily through USDA mm-hmm. for reimbursement for our meals. Okay. And then again, payments at the register for those students who don't qualify for free or reduced price meals. Well, um, and for what it's worth, you also are, let's face it, school lunches have taken a PR beating. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) For as long as I've been around, uh, which is a long time. Um, But uh, you guys have kind of changed the game. We like to push the boundaries so that we provide the best for our students. Okay. What makes Cobb School's lunch rooms, if you will, or cafeterias, I should say, different from, from other uh, either school districts or uh, lunchrooms of the past. Okay. Well, I will tell you, one of the things I always tell people is I look at it, what we do is we're the largest chain restaurant in Cobb County. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. So while wow. we have 107,000 students, they can choose not to eat with us. So oh, if true. we're not putting out high-quality food, that is what I love the restaurant term of craveability. So we're <laughs> always looking to improve craveability, just like a restaurant would. Yeah. But customer service is important. Cleanliness is important. Quality, like the value of what you get for your money is important. Mm-hmm. So we really look at our program not just through the school nutrition lens of we have certain guidelines to meet around financials and nutrition quality and those types of things. But we also look at it like we're a, basically a restaurant. Because as you mentioned, we're self-sustaining. And so we really have to provide our customers with what they're looking for. Yeah. So it, it's a fun challenge. Um, you know, within the USDA regulations, there's very specific guidelines around what we can do as far as sodium and fat yeah. and those types of things. So we have to be creative within that box, which is kind of a fun challenge. Well, and and to that end, you know, we're talking about uh, the federal influence, I guess, or mandates, yeah. right? You, you oh, don't yeah. have a choice. You there is no to... choice. Yeah. you If you don't comply, you don't get their money. Yeah. So I, I remember a few years ago, uh, there was a mandate about uh, uh, what could and couldn't be served. And, and it was so, I guess you'd say, restrictive mm-hmm. that there was an awful lot of stuff the kids just wouldn't eat, right? Absolutely. So how do you, that has gone away, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Good. we've worked really hard. There's a couple things that have changed. So, of course, when the regulations changed, a lot of the manufacturers were struggling to kind of catch up. So the quality of what they were putting out wasn't very good, uh, right? So yeah. you're you're kind of caught in this weird spot. So we really leaned heavily into what I 
refer to as speed scratch at that time. And so luckily um, I was here then, but then I was gone, but I'm back. So it's kind of a nice kind of full circle for me, but um, trying to make those items better. But the, so the first dip in sodium restriction was very tough because what we have to comply with is nowhere near what people see in the marketplace. Um, mm. So we have to be more creative with things like seasoning. So spices, um, different things to brighten things up like lemon juice, lime juice to kind of give it some brightness to things. So yeah. we've had to learn to be more creative with how we're building recipes to <laughs> still comply with the regulations, but also make it taste good, right? Because if it's not done, <laughs> and that's where we were struggling, right? We had a yeah. lot of stuff that really was falling flat with the students. And so we've worked really hard over the last few years. Um, at this point, we actually have a district chef who works in partnership with our registered dietitian to kind of find that right balance, right? So it's tasting good, but it's also meeting those regulations. Oh, no, that's brilliant. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of restaurants will actually, uh, not just the chef, like if you have a franchise restaurant, they're developing recipes and, and all that sort of thing back at HQ, I yes. guess. Yes, yep. And, and then rolling that out into their, their various locations. And you guys are doing something similar? We do very similar. That's so cool. we have That's a test really kitchen cool. in our central office at the um, Kennesaw Warehouse. Okay. So we start there by developing recipes, but we also have 10 schools that function as what we call FNS test kitchens. So as we're developing recipes, those kitchens will try those recipes. They actually bring students in. They do taste testing. They get feedback from students. Um, they bring that back to the dietitian and the chef. We tweak the recipe again. We do some work. Because sometimes, you know, it doesn't have enough salt or it doesn't have enough whatever, yeah. whatever the spice or flavor we're trying to go for. So we really try and make it an interactive process with our students yeah, to get that feedback. Kids could, uh, you know, uh, the adults could love it. Absolutely. And then kids absolutely not like it. Yes. <laughs> so, and what's interesting, our kids are so much more knowledgeable about food than they've ever been. And I, I blame that a little bit on either TikTok, social media. If, if you've ever seen that TikTok made me eat it craze where people are trying new recipes and different things. I know. No, I, I'm not there. I did, it, that was a younger person that told me about that. I'm just going to be honest. But um, I think kids are more into exploring new flavors and exploring new items. And so mm. we're really trying to work hard to put some new things out for our students. So a lot of what we're going to be working on for our January menu rollout will include some of those new items. Okay. And and we'll get more into yep. that in just a minute because okay. I know that's that's exciting. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's your, very exciting. Department. I, got to, I got to eat a lot of food over the last two months <laughs> as we were working on these recipes. Before we go into the holiday break. Even. Okay. Okay. So... Um, I've heard this phrase, locally sourced. Oh, yes. So there is a big farm to school movement. We've been doing this farm to school for 10 plus years. Really? Yes. So we work with our produce distributor to really find farmers who have enough crop capacity uh -huh. to service us. Right. So we That's could do 55,000 lunches a day. So if I need apples, I need at least 55,000 apples. So when you start thinking about the quantity that we need, we really have to leverage our partners, our distribution partners to find some things. But yeah. we consider local and we're working on kind of, um, we have a special local food for schools grant from the Georgia DOE this year. Okay. So it's any item with, that's produced within 400 miles of here. Oh, so okay. for us, that could mean and just about every state that touches us could be within 400 yeah. miles, depending the southeast, on- Southeast, right? Yeah. Depending on where, like it's not going to be Miami-Dade area, but it could be North Florida. There's a lot of produce in North Florida. There's a lot of produce um, in Georgia. As you know, yeah. agriculture is a big part of um, our Georgia economy. So, yeah, we do a lot of just sourcing different things and finding stuff. Uh, but, yeah, 400 miles is kind of our current standard 
And we do a lot of produce. So every month we are highlighting two different produce items. So like August, first couple weeks of school, we did fresh watermelon that actually came out of uh, North Carolina. Which oh. was great because kids love watermelon, but we were getting whole watermelons. We're cutting them up, cubing it, serving it out to the students. Yeah. September, we did tomatoes and cucumber. October was really fun because we did bell peppers and we did a special stuffed bell pepper recipe as an entree. Oh. The kid, we weren't sure. We thought, oh, the adults will be excited and the kids will be like, yeah. no, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and they were so excited. We had schools that were scrambling to make more because we had really? so many students excited to have that kind of, it's a very home style recipe, right? We took took a fresh bell pepper we cut it open we did all the you know made the meat stuffed it baked it and the feedback was fabulous from the kids so just but again those were georgia bell peppers that we were able to use so lots of produce but we do other things as well so we did a hot honey and pimento cheese chicken sandwich kind of like a local restaurant did yeah i was gonna Um, say that sounds familiar familiar. so but the pimento cheese came from a dairy in south georgia um we actually are doing local honey right now um i'm trying to think of our our chicken all our chicken comes out of Gainesville. So if you think about the volume of kids we're feeding, it's really, it really has such an economic impact for uh-huh. the state of Georgia and the Southeast for us to be able to do that. But then environmentally, we're not having trucks driving from California, right. shipping produce to us. The quality is better because it's fresh. Yeah. Um, there's so many benefits to that. And what's nice is every time we serve these things, we educate the students about where it comes from. So there's information yeah. about the local farm that it was farmed at or, or the produce was um, provided by. So it's it's got an educational component as well. Um, and this time of year, I'm thinking apples. Oh, <laughs> we have been doing apples. Huge, so right? last week of September, we're still doing a weekly Georgia apple of the week. So we've done Gala <laughs> and we've done Red Delicious and we've done, um, actually Pink Lady is our, our focus for November. And we're okay. doing an apple... Oh, I'm going to call it wrong. My menu planner is going to be angry. I think it's cinnamon <laughs> apple yogurt parfait with it. So it's a breakfast Ooh. parfait, but it'll have fresh diced apples. Yeah. And we're doing a little cinnamon just to, you know, make it feel like an apple pie, so to speak. So with yeah. some granola on top. So it's a great breakfast item, but it's yeah. using a, a Georgia apple. All, all good stuff. So yeah. what is the hardest challenge? What's the biggest challenge in, in doing a local sourcing thing? Seasonality things, right? So yeah. crops are subject to lovely things called weather. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, we're planning to do satsumas in December, which is kind of like a mandarin orange. I was about to say, you were like, I don't boy, know do that I is. feel <laughs> ignorant right now. No, it's okay. I'm a food lady. Sets, I should know satsumas. these. Satsumas. is what they're called. So, okay. but of course, if we have an issue with rain or drought, sometimes our plans for the year end up being changed because of the fact that yeah. the crop that we had planned to get isn't available it's anymore. So, or, or yep. less production. Yep. Uh, so sometimes or, we have to change last minute. Yeah. But And then you we pick things that we know are hardy, right? So we'll do kale in January and we do a kale Caesar salad year round, but the January kale will be Georgia or local kale. Yeah. So I, I know going again, going back to the the old days of, you know, restrictive menu yep. and requirements and all that, there was a, a big outcry about how much food was being wasted. Oh, yep. And, you know, kids are, are never going to thrive if they're not eating food, even if it's great for them. Absolutely. So how have you seen the waste side of all of that uh, change with the change of the menu? So it's a couple of things. We, the students have gotten more comfortable. So gosh, 2010, they, they rolled out a rule that said you had to pick up a fruit or a vegetable. And prior to that, they didn't. Huh. So of course, we had a lot of students just picking it up because they were being told to pick it up. 
and then, then it went it? right into the trash can. Oh. So a lot of what we've done is talking to students, updating those recipes. So I talked a lot about like the fruits and things we're doing, but we do a lot of fresh vegetables as well. So we've been doing like a roasted butternut squash. That's a fresh butternut squash that comes in diced that we roast and we season and make it maybe cinnamon sugar flavor. Or we make it a little spicy. We have different options. So yeah. we've worked really hard to make sure that if they pick it up, they actually want to eat it. We do a lot of education around, we call take what you'll take what you'll eat and eat what you take. Yeah. So teaching the kids that, you know, don't just put it on your plate to put it on your plate. Like if you really want it, pick it up. And that's, that's what we want you to do. And we actually um, allow them to sample things. So I don't know if I like the butternut squash. Well, we'll give you a sample. Well, that's cool. And then that way they're not taking a full serving if they're not sure they like it. And then the next time they see it again, they're like, oh, I liked that. I can take that. So we'll be doing a lot of that with our new menu items as well. Sampling. Wow. I, that sampling idea, that's that's brilliant. Yes. Because then I don't know if I'm going to like it. And then you don't throw away if they decide they don't. That's, We're one that's of the awesome. few departments who will stand by a garbage can and watch what goes into the garbage <laughs> can, which is, but that's how we know, right? Yeah, they, if yeah. they take it off the line and it goes right into the garbage can, then we know, okay, either that new recipe isn't working yeah. like we thought it would, or they're not, they don't understand that they don't have to pick something up if they don't want it. So some of it's like, is it an educational component? Is yeah. it a recipe item that needs to be updated? So we get a lot of information from the garbage can, which is <laughs> you would you would not expect, but, and then we do a bunch of recycling things in the back of house, right? We recycle all our cardboard, we recycle all our cans oh, yeah. and things like that. Palette. So yeah, oh, yeah, we do a lot of that type of stuff that we can control in the back of the house as well. Now, a lot of us just like to know, what's my kid eating? Oh, absolutely. Um, That's, so is that information available on, on your website? Absolutely. I always say parents, we we as a department touch the three things parents care about the most, their mm -hmm. money, their child, and what food is going into their child. Ooh, very good. So very if true. you think about it, we, we try to work very hard to make sure our, either our website or our social media accounts are very active about what's going on so they can go to our, our website. So if you go to cobk12.org slash food services you'll go right to our page there's a ton of information there but if you don't see what you're looking for i always tell parents email us meals yeah. m-e-a-l-s at cobk12.org we'll respond within 24 hours if you have any type of question whether it's wow. a your student has a food allergy you don't know how to fill out a free and reduced form yeah you're you have a question about that my child liked the whatever coleslaw can I have the recipe? Because we've even had those types wow. of emails, right? Oh, that, so what a great compliment. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we that's... love when people ask for recipes. So we're, <laughs> we happily share them out. Yeah. So those types of any kind of question you have related to our department, send it there and we will get right back with you. And of course, we will have these uh, links on the podcast show notes. Oh, great. And, and the description on, on YouTube. So you mentioned food allergies. I mean, yes. I if I were in <laughs> in your shoes or maybe the, the cafe manager's shoes, I would just be absolutely paranoid every day about some poor child getting ill from a, a food allergy. Mm -hmm. How do you manage all that? So nine times out of 10 where it's really great because the parents will reach out. So if okay. I just encourage any parent, if you have a, a food concern or a food allergy or even just a food intolerance question, uh -huh. please reach out to us. We have a whole page on our website about what our process is. We can make menu modifications um, depending on what it is. We tend to need a doctor's note to know what exactly mm -hmm. the allergy is. We have a registered dietitian on staff who will go through the food labels, look for those allergens, make okay. sure, and she will design a menu specifically for those students. So for example, we have students who are gluten-free in this county. Mm 
and they have we have a special menu just for them and we provide those specialty products to awesome. those schools so they know yeah. um, I'm not going to give this child pasta regular pasta I have a lentil pasta that I can give that student it's gluten free but that that student now has the same option as everyone else yeah it's just a different pasta that they can eat yeah without it looking like oh you're oh, different you're and, different yeah. yeah and now we do a lot of work to try and make the students feel like they're everyone else like yeah. it doesn't matter what you're looking for we have it and it's just another option so uh, a lot of and I'm, I'm going back to my uh, I, I guess my my children's early uh, my, Elementary years, yes. right? And uh, we, we would look on the food account, the uh, meal account, and, and the money's running out. Why is it running out so fast? Is there a way for, for parents to be able to stay on top of exactly? Like, I know you've got options, right? Oh, absolutely. So the My Payments Plus, yeah. there's an app, but there's also a website. Um, they just need to know their student's ID number to sign up. Okay. And everything that gets rung at that register shows on that account. So you can see they bought a lunch and then they also bought, maybe it's Friday and you said you can have ice cream on Friday and they bought an ice cream on Friday. Or you told your child you can only have ice cream on Friday and they bought it on Tuesday as well, right? <laughs> so as a parent, it gives you the opportunity to kind of monitor that and have yeah. some idea. It's also great because it has things like low balance alerts. So it's, okay. you can set it to say, hey, when I'm down to five dollars in the account send yeah. me an email so that Heads i know up. to send some some funds we're one of the few departments that still will take a cash or check at the register wow so um while you can pay ahead online via my payments plus we you know if you that's you don't have a credit card or you don't want to do that that type of transaction we will yeah. send it with your student we will take it that way as well we've had kind of a tough economy going absolutely uh inflation's been pretty up there. <laughs> so I, I would imagine you're having more uh, free and reduced lunch applicants. We've had a, probably not more. And I'll tell you, it's interesting. We have more students on free and reduced meals this year. Uh -huh. um, Georgia actually opted into a USDA pilot where we can get the information about students who are on Medicaid. Okay. Um, and if they're on Medicaid at a certain level, then they automatically qualify for free meals oh, at school. So okay. it's allowed us to put more students onto that free meal program through the data provided by the state, right? So it's all this lovely confidentiality. We, like if you ask me who I can't share it with you, that's not that's that's a very clear line for us. We don't yeah. share that information. And there are parents who worry about that, right? They don't want to fill an application because sure. they don't want anybody to know. They're going through a hard time. I will tell anyone who asks, no one sees that, but the two ladies in my office who process those, uh -huh. even I don't look at those because that's not my business. That's the way I look at it. They process them and they'll communicate with the parent, let them know what their status is. And if they have any questions, they help them. But yeah, it's a very confidential process. Um, but yeah, they can apply either online. So uh -huh. they could go to our website. Um, if they speak anything other than English, Spanish, or Portuguese, we have those applications in I think it's like 12 or 15 languages. So we wow. probably, if you're not, English is not your first language and you need some translated version of that, we probably have it. If not, email us at meals in your language and we will figure it out, right? We yeah. have opportunities for translation services to help those parents as well. What if somebody wants to join your team in some form or fashion? Do they have to have a culinary degree? We look for people who have a passion for service, okay. who, who enjoy children because you will be around children a lot, right? <laughs> you got to like cooking, but do you have to be a trained chef? Do you have to have a degree in culinary? No. We, we take folks in off the street who have very little cooking experience, but are excited about serving kids and taking care of kids. And we will absolutely train 
to whatever degree you need to get you comfortable in a, a commercial kitchen and getting you helping taking care of the students. So yeah, any anywhere from, I've never cooked a day in my life. We have had those folks who I've only ever used a microwave and now you want me to actually really cook stuff because we really do cook stuff. It's not just, oh, we threw that in the microwave yeah. and put it on the line. No craft macaroni and cheese. No, no craft macaroni and cheese in our <laughs> kitchens. Um, we do a lot of a lot of cooking from scratch, right? And we have commercial equipment that most people aren't familiar with. So yeah. there are very few people walking in the door with some of that experience anyway. So uh -huh. um, we actually put them through a 30-hour training course as part of the hiring oh. process to get them comfortable with everything. Yeah, that's that's kind of important. And, yes. And to that point, our are you uh, able to share some of the uh, wonderful things coming up? On oh, absolutely. The next Thank menu? you for asking. <laughs> I will tell you, it's funny when you look at our student population, you know, we've been having more requests for things over the last few years. Um, our first big push was plant-based, a lot of um, okay. requests for more vegetarian style options. All right. So we added some of that. Um, we got some more requests for halal items. So we've added some halal items as well. Okay. Um, and really the big trends in the marketplace, and I talked about our students being such foodies or more educated about <laughs> food, is more globally inspired items. So while our menu in January that when we roll out, we'll have a lot of those what we call traditional student favorites, right? We're going to have our pizza and we're going to have the, you know, the nachos because those the kids love those yeah. things. Yeah. We are starting to incorporate some more of those unique flavors that kids are looking for because they get excited to try new things. So I will tell you the thing I'm most, we, so we have a chana masala coming, which is probably I'm most excited about because I really like chana masala myself. And we found kind of the right balance to meet the nutrition regs, but still taste good. You're going to have to define this. For, you I don't know totally, what chana masala is? I am. I guess, I'm going to invite you to lunch, David, when yeah, we have it. Give me a burger and a <laughs> hot dog or something. But I, what's funny well, is you think, right? So most people are like, you're going to feed that. To, I, you would be shocked at the number of students who will come through the line and know exactly what that is. Really? Yes. Okay. So we're doing a Cuban. You might be more familiar with the oh, Cuban yeah. sandwich. Okay, oh, yeah. there you go. Um, another sub we're doing is a bami. Do you know okay. what that is? I will pretend like I Okay, do. I'll tell you. So this one's <laughs> going to be turkey. So it'll be turkey and cheese, but it has a sriracha mayo on it Ooh. and pickled vegetables. So we'll be doing some quick pickling. So it'll have radish and red onion and things that we'll have pickled. And it'll be a sub that we're making in-house. Okay. I'm I apologize. literally salivating. Good. One of the things we like to do is uh, we'll test things. So we do things called like restaurants, as I mentioned. So yeah. LTOs or limited time offers. So last May for Cinco de Mayo, we did um, handmade enchiladas, right? Ooh. So we hand rolled the enchiladas. The students, it went over so well, that will be on the menu. So we'll have enchiladas on the menu. Ongoing? Ongoing. Wow. So we have a like beef a version, but we've added, we'll be adding a black bean version that'll be vegetarian for our vegetarian students. Sure. Um, we're doing a Thai green curry bowl so there's a chicken version and a chickpea version so again for our vegetarians so we've That's got a lot option. of really cool like unique flavors that i think our students are seeing out in restaurants that they'll be excited to have at school oh my gosh i should have eaten before i know this i podcast. apologize <laughs> you, you are absolutely and and listeners if you are like me you're like i want to go try it I oh, want to go. <laughs> so check with your local school, but most principals absolutely welcome parents to come in and have lunch. Yeah. So I'd say when we our January menu rolls out, check it out. If there's something you want to come try, come have lunch with your student. We, yeah. we happily will serve you. If your student will allow you. Well, yeah, that's, middle that's school kids, yeah, middle and high school kids will be like, no, if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, email me, I'll, I'll come eat lunch with you and we'll uh, try some of the new items. So this is one of those times where I'm going, I wish I was in school right now. <laughs> it's a great time to be a, a student in cop schools, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, we'll be sure to put the links 
for all of these things in, in the show notes and, and the description. And uh, folks, if you heard something today that was helpful to you or informative for you and your family, please give us a like, subscribe, and follow, and, and be sure to share the podcast with a friend. After all, you're not the only one who needs to hear it. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District. Thank you.